0: Are protesters terrorists? Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and your terrorist therapist. Well, perhaps you've been wondering about this yourself, especially with some things that have been happening in the news recently. And I'm going to give you today two examples of um, where they have been considered terrorists. Uh, because it's questionable as to when, whether they were protesters or criminals or terrorists. So first, I'm going to tell you about what's happening or what happened in Oklahoma. Well, what's happening, I guess, because um, uh, about these um, violent protesters who have been charged with terrorism as as the charge. And then I'm going to tell you about uh, a case that you may well have heard about the case that the uh, social media is calling Ken and Karen. This is the story of Mark and Patricia McCloskey, who are St. Louis, Missouri homeowners, and who responded to a mob of um, protesters um, walking by their front yard. So uh, you decide for yourself, And whether whether in either of these cases, whether these protesters, uh, violent protesters, are are protesters or terrorists or should be charged with terrorism. Okay, so let's start with Oklahoma. Uh, The Oklahoma prosecutor, the Oklahoma City prosecutor has been charging these um, allegedly violent (laughs) protesters. I mean, there's no question that they were violent because there's video of it. Uh, charging them with terrorism. And the, the uh, prosecutor is saying this is not Seattle, in reference to Chaz or Chalk. Um, we're not putting up with this lawlessness here. So um, they are they were uh, this is in regard to a to the violence that broke out in Oklahoma City during the last weekend in May. And they um, track down these people and they charge them with terrorism, rioting, and assault. And if they are convicted of these felony offenses, they could be sentenced to years in prison. So, Oklahoma County District Attorney David Prater made these decisions uh, to charge these people as a get tough approach because he wants to deter others from going too far during protests in the future. Um, So here here are some of the people who were charged and you, you decide. There were five defendants who were identified as being involved in the painting of murals in downtown Oklahoma City. And they're accused in an incitement to riot charge of interfering with a police sergeant who was trying to take a homicide witness for an interview at police headquarters. Um, They claim that several agitators during this May 30th protest stayed to the center to keep the crowd in an agitated state. Now, if you've been watching uh, some of these protests that have turned into riots um, on television, you know what I'm talking about. So there were several people and this is, uh, the police report, this is a quote. There were several people who were carrying flags that were identified as belonging to the following groups, Antifa, Soviet Union, American Indian movement, anarcho-communism, uh, and Oklahoma socialists. Now, um, and the police said several known supporters of anti-establishment organizations were present in the crowd. I mean that's kind of the point, that this really isn't, it has been hijacked, the Black Lives Matter movement, although yes, the uh, three women at the root of it do have ties to radical groups, something that is not made clear in the media, in some media, but besides that, um, the people who were, who were in it really to try to stop racism, their protests, peaceful protests have been hijacked by groups like the ones whose names I just read. Um, so it has become more of a radical riot and more of an attempt to create anarchy than really something about uh, getting rid of racism. So there is, these are some of the people, for example, um, a man, Israel Antonio Ortiz, 21 years old, is accused of burning an Oklahoma County Sheriff's van and attempting to burn a bail bonds business, along with a a large crowd of other people. Also, Eric Christopher Ruffin, 26, is charged with, um, is charged also about over the burned van, and also because he encouraged the, quote, wanton destruction, unquote, and recorded it on Facebook Live. In the Facebook video, he says, every single one of those that kill Black people need to die. Well, I mean, certainly they need to be at least accused of murder and brought to trial, Um, like the murder of George Floyd, for example. Also charged with terrorism in the damage to the bail bonds office was um, a man, a young man, Malachi Davis, 18 years old. And um, he was identified by a Facebook video that shows him with brass knuckles on a bloody hand outside the bail bond business. I mean, its I must say it's cool that people take videos of these things um, because now that people are being arrested because they're being seen in the videos. I mean, it's, it's one thing to protest peacefully. Yes. Everybody has the right in America to protest peacefully. They don't have the right to destroy property or be violent towards people. So these are criminals and questionably terrorists, um, as well. But, um, so he's accused of breaking the windows. Now he has, um, a lawyer, And his attorney says that uh, Malachi is a good kid who smacked a window but did not break it. It would seem to me that you could tell from the video (laughs) whether it was broken or not. He said he shouldn't face, the lawyer said he shouldn't face an unconstitutional terrorism charge over this. And um, he also, oh, now this is really kind of sad. Um, The attorney also called it ironic that uh, Malachi Davis was charged with terrorism when his father died in the attack on the World Trade Center on 9-11. Now, this goes with exactly what I have been saying um, about one of the reasons why these people are are being violent and, and creating these riots and so on, that it has to do with this generation being raised by parents who are suffering from PTSD because of 9-11. And of course he himself, losing his father in 9-11, might well have PTSD, he certainly has a lot of grief. Now, um, he was 18 years old and so he was, uh, he was actually, he may not have even been born, at the time, or let's see, 2019 years Well, he might've been in his mommy's tummy or, anyway, it was right around the time that he was being born, let's put it like this, but certainly he was, can you imagine how his mother was during, from the time he was born and raising him when she lost her husband in the World Trade Center? I mean, certainly she was racked with grief and probably PTSD as well. Uh, then we also have other people who were charged, several people. One, for example, was James Lovell Holt, uh, also identified from social media as the protester who threw rocks that caused damage at the Oklahoma City National Memorial and Museum. And Saxon Weber, charged with 26 years old, uh, James Holt was 31. It's kind of old to be in that crowd. <laughs> um... But it is Gen Z, Gen X, Gen, um, Gen, I mean, all these uh, millennials, of course, as well. So he's not really out of the age group. Um, But anyhow, then we have Saxon Weber, who is 26, and he's charged with assault and battery upon a police officer. He's accused of shoving a police officer who was trying to arrest another protester. And he had a pistol on him, and he was wearing a bulletproof vest. Imagine that. Um, Clearly he was anticipating um, homicidal violence, both uh, causing it and perhaps receiving it, getting it back, you know, receiving fire back. Um, And then also there were several people who were charged with incitement to riot uh, outside the Oklahoma City Police Department. I won't read you all of their names. But in any case, these are people who were charged, who committed criminal acts and were charged with terrorism because the whole idea is um, creating violence, doing something violent in order to intimidate um, or convince people, people to, um, to believe in a certain political or social way of thinking, like terrorists. Well, we need to take a break now. When we come back, I will get to Ken and Karen, the people who were protecting their St. Louis home from terrorists. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show where we're talking today about are protesters terrorists. And I've talked about what is going on in Oklahoma where there were numerous arrests of people who um, were, instead of being peaceful protesters, what they did were criminal acts. Um, The protests turned violent and they are now being arrested and many of them charged with terrorism. Now let me talk talk to you about Ken and Karen. That is the names they have been given on social media you know everyone's uh I mean the whole you probably have heard of uh the whole what uh trend of calling women Karens um if they fit a certain description women who um have been described as saying you know I want to speak to the manager Um, the woman in Central Park, for example. Sometimes there are racist elements, not always. Like for example, sometimes it just has to do with uh, a woman being in a store and not having a mask and having a meltdown, um, you know, being angry and and entitled uh, and creating drama because she doesn't want to put a mask on something. So it could be various things, but there was the case, Well publicized case of a Karen um, in Central Park who uh, when a black man asked her to leash her dog in this area where there are signs that say you have to leash your dog, he was a bird watcher and that's why dogs have to be leashed so they don't scare off the birds um she was widely talked about on social media and in the regular media uh as being a karen someone who was entitled and what she did was to call 911 and say i'm being harassed or words to that effect by a black man she emphasized that and sometimes it does have to do with race sometimes it has to do with class so that's where this ken and karen came um some men who have been you know similar Uh, described in similar ways as Karen's, have gotten the name Ken. Now, Ken and Karen are really Mark and Patricia McCloskey. And um, they were uh, seen, there is video all over the internet, about um, how they are standing in front of their very elegant mansion um, with guns. He has a um, he has a bigger gun. and She has a smaller gun. But they are pointing the gun guns at these uh, at the mob coming through the private property. They live in a section of St. Louis that is gated and um, very uh, well to do, a very well to do area, uh, and it's gated and. Um, all of a sudden, this mob of people, not all of them Black, um, and again, not all of them Black Lives Matter in terms of there being also radical people from other radical organizations in, amongst the crowd. I mean, they couldn't, they didn't know who the people were. It wasn't like, um, you know, but the, what they were doing was trying to protect themselves and their home. And, um and the crowd was very loud and very threatening. And um, so I saw this these videos one night before I went to sleep, and I was I was it was very hard to sleep because um, I thought this is what ha- it has come to, and what is coming, what may be coming if uh, law enforcement and the uh, national guard don't get more involved. But um, there have been calls by these radical groups, again, I'm not necessarily saying Black Lives Matter, but the people who are trying to cr- create anarchy, particularly before the election, um, there have been calls for the uh, rioters to not just break into stores and loot and, and you know, hit people and kill people and all of that, um, but there have been calls for them to actually perpetrate home invasions, violent home invasions with guns, and um, and you know of course looting from the homes, but mainly you know destroying the homes just like they did to the stores. So this is really not a out of that far fetched, but it is a very disturbing. If you have not seen this video of Ken and Karen, <laughs> you have to look on. I mean, the, the way I came across it was there was a hashtag Ken and Karen and I wanted to see what that was. Um, Anyhow, so it was very disturbing and I couldn't sleep. What was disturbing is how this is coming to America, has come to America. Then I get up in the morning and I look at Twitter again. And now um, it's not about, um, it's not just about, I mean, I think I may have seen it just in the news, but anyhow, when I originally saw the, the videos, I did not see any condemnation of this couple. It was just like a news report. And then the next morning, I wake up and it's all about condemnation of them calling them Ken and Karen, um, saying that they you know, were these um, white privilege, um, they were creating you know that they were the violent ones. Uh, and so on and so on, and that was more shocking uh than than the um you know seeing them having to protect themselves in their home in the first place more shocking than that was how people came down against them <laughs> i mean you know people just people I, I i must as a psychiatrist um I, I am I mean, I've seen everything. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, I was trained at NYU Bellevue in New York. That was, we saw everything, every kind of mental illness, every kind of problem. The police would bring people there. They knew they could bring them to Bellevue. Um, you know, we would take them, whatever their their problem was. So I've seen everything. And yet what is happening now in America is beyond... Um, beyond logic beyond it's beyond anything that i have seen because it's one thing for someone to have a mental illness like schizophrenia or bipolar and unfortunately they have that mental illness and they can be treated and so on you know if as long as they keep taking their medications they lots of these people are doing fine things in society but this the reason why this is worse is because it seems like many people who aren't, don't have any mental illness, but are just crazed with, um, partly because of coronavirus, partly and the lockdown um, with George Floyd. I mean, all of these things in 2020 that have been happening Um, but it's like, you know, the whole thing of defund the police. I mean, who are you going to call if a mob comes to your house? I I think people are in such denial, like, oh, that's, you know, look what happened to Ken and Karen. This would never happen to me. Really? (laughs) And then who are you going to call if you defund the police? Anyway, I digress. Let me tell you more (laughs) about Ken and Karen. the, the, um, the husband, Mark McCloskey, um, did some television shows and was quite, uh, you know, well-spoken and he, he turns out that he is an attorney, a personal injury attorney, and he has particularly been representing clients who are black or um, of other races um, who are poor, who, you know, need a voice. So of all people to attack you know this is someone who isn't racist and was not coming out with a gun because um because the mob was black people it was because it was a mob and they were threatening them and so anyhow he so he's been talking on the on television shows and um interestingly he did uh interviews on fox and on cnn and uh, he said, he is saying that he is a victim of terrorism and his life has been ruined after these videos have gone viral. Um, he said, what's the definition of terrorism? To use violence and intimidation to frighten the public. That's the damage I suffered. That's what was happening that night. That's what happened to me. That's the damage I suffered. So, um, he is 63, his wife is 61. Um, he, the, the, he said that when, he, when the protesters entered the street, in other words, tore down, broke down the gate to this, um, to this um, private community, um, that is when, and, and started walking towards his house, that is when he got terrified. And um, these protesters have said the defense uh, has said they have been saying, and the people who you know are trying to protect um, the protesters have been saying that the protesters were wor- walking towards Maya Cruzan's home um, because they did not like that she had uh, released the names in a press conference of those who were calling for the defunding of police. So they wanted to go to her house (laughs) and um, stage a protest right in front of her house. Uh, If not, you know, it was a violent protest. Some of these people had guns. Who knows what they would have done if they got there. Um, But anyhow, the Ken and Karen said that the McCloskeys, I don't even want to call them Ken and Karen, Karen, that's just so you know who I'm talking about, but, but the McCloskeys have said that the mayor's house is nowhere near their house. So that is a lie, you know, except, except for the fact, unless they wanted to, you know, um, have the protest to be, take a long walk through this well-to-do area, neighborhood, and ultimately wind up at the, at the mayor's, but it was nowhere near the McCloskey's house. So Mr. McCloskey said they were coming at us until I displayed the weapon and that's what stopped them. Uh, He said one of the protesters had brandished two pistols and told him, you're next. He was carrying a semi-automatic rifle and his wife had a little handgun. (laughs) Well, I'll stop here for now, but um, while we have a break, why don't you think about how you would feel if a mob, and if you see the video, we're talking a mob, um, was on your front lawn. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show where we're talking today about our protesters terrorists? Now, again, I am not talking about the nice peaceful protesters <laughs> who um, had their protests and meant well, and yes, there is racism in this country, And yes, we need to do things to root it out. And yes, we need to find the bad apples in the police department and root them out. But unfortunately, these peaceful protests have been hijacked and have been turned into um, violent mobs. And that is what was heading towards the McCluskey House in St. Louis. And I'm talking about uh, the couple, Mark and Patricia, who have been labeled Ken and Karen. And the um, video that's going around that really send, should send chills through everybody's home. Everybody's, I mean, through everybody who has a home. <laughs> and we, and most of us have homes. They may not be as uh, fancy as that of the McCluskey's, but they're ours, right? and And it's not just about their home they were terrified that they would be killed. So are these people terrorists? Certainly that is what Mr. McCloskey believes. And he has reason to say that. So um, he was, as I was saying before, he lived in a gated community. The mob uh, broke down the gates and were on his lawn, essentially. And he had a rifle and his wife had um, a revolver, a handgun and um, and they stood in front of their house and they were brandishing the weapons to try to you know they were hoping that the protesters or rioters were I mean it's not really fair to call them protesters when they're violent breaking down gates and so on that's not peaceful protesting anyhow um, it was to show the rioters that um, not, it was like a warning, don't, they, they didn't shoot, he didn't shoot anybody, and she didn't shoot anybody, quite frankly, she looked a little ridiculous, <laughs> standing there with her gun, clearly, uh, she wasn't taught, <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe she was, but she does not look like someone who knows what to do <laughs> with the little gun, or maybe, oh, well, anyway, I'll leave that <laughs> for now, you can, <laughs> you can, uh, look at that yourself, in any case, um, he, On Fox News, um, Mr. McCloskey said about the mob, they're angry, they're screaming, they've got spittle coming out of their mouth, they're coming toward the house. When I saw that mob come through the gate with their rage and their anger, I thought that we would be overrun in a second. By the time I was out there with my rifle, the people were 20 or 30 feet from my front wall, I was literally afraid that within seconds they would surround the wall, surmount the wall, come into the house, kill us, burn the house down, and everything that I had worked for and struggled for for the last 32 years. Now, the backstory of this is um, that he had seen in St. Louis, and probably the Patricia McCloskey as well, there had just been, in St. Louis, um, a burning, uh, you know, there were rioters who were destroying lots of private property, including a particular store or place where not only did they break down the windows, but they, they set it on fire. And then there was a um, police captain who was killed. I mean, so it's not like he is imagining things. It's not like it's unrealistic that he would think that this mob that was numbered at around, estimated to be around 500 pe- angry people, it is not unrealistic that he would think that they would kill them and burn his house too. So um, when he was asked you know, what he thinks or what he makes about the attacks on him, uh, denouncing him as a racist, he said, I've spent my career defending people that are defenseless for people that are having a hard time making their miracle happen, for people that don't have a voice. My black clients love us. The night that this happened, I had some of our black clients calling us up till 2.30 in the morning, telling us how wrong it was the way the press was writing us up, telling us how wrong it was that we should be portrayed as racist. To call us racist is ridiculous, and it had nothing to do with race. I wasn't worried what the race was of the mob that came through my gate. I was worried that I was going to be killed. I didn't care what race they were. Then he went on CNN and um, he was asked similar question. How do you feel about becoming the face in a different way in a more sort of aggressive way by Cuomo? He was asked, how do you feel about becoming the face of political resistance, the Black Lives Matter movement? And he said, first of all, the husband said, Mr. McCloskey, first of all, that's a completely ridiculous statement. I'm not the face of anything opposing to Black Lives Matter's movement. I was a person scared for my life, protecting my wife, my home, my hearth, my livelihood. I was a victim of a mob that came through the gate. I didn't care what color they were. I didn't care what their motivation was. I was frightened. I was assaulted and I was in imminent fear they would run me over, kill me. Then um, when asked if anything happened to him or his property, he said, yeah, it's called social intimidation, terrorism. What is the definition of terrorism? To use violence and intimidation. That's what happened to me. That's the damage I suffered any pretense of protests as opposed to terrorism ended when they broke through that gate. Well, you know, um, I mean, how can you argue with what he is saying? Um, then his lawyer, then, uh, then Cuomo got a little testy with his lawyer, the, the, the um, family, the McCloskeys, have an attorney because they are being investigated, as I will tell you in a minute. So Cuomo said to the attorney, um, uh, let's see one second. Um, Well, apparently the attorney had said that he didn't want to come on the show, uh, or well, actually Cuomo said to, (laughs) to the attorney, you said, I didn't wanna come on the show. In other words, the, that the attorney didn't wanna come on the show. Um, he said, uh, you have been, anyway, Cuomo tried to backpedal and say that he wasn't really, you know, uh, coming at them aggressively, basically. that's And so then um, the husband, I mean, the attorney, uh, Mr. Watkins, replied um my clients have fought for lawyers or as lawyers he meant as three plus four yeah my clients have fought as lawyers for three plus decades for the civil rights of people of color my clients are completely behind and endorse the message of blm what they are not capable of doing is embracing the abject utilization of that noble message that we all need to hear over and over and over again as a license to rape, rob, pillage, bowl over all of our rights. Now, um, they are being investigated. The circuit attorney, Kim Gardner, has held her own little press conference and said that she is investigating the McCluskeys. I am a alar- lot quote i am alarmed at the events that happened over the weekend where peaceful protesters were met by guns and violent assault now if that isn't a twist on what happened <laughs> um we must they were doing the violent the couple was um perpetrating a violent assault really we must portray so uh kim gardner goes on to say we must protect the right to peacefully protest and any attempt to chill it through intimidation or threat of deadly force will not be tolerated. My office is currently working with the public and the police to investigate these events. Make no mistake, we will not tolerate the use of force against those exercising their First Amendment rights and will use the full power of Missouri law to hold people accountable. Really, lady, you are comparing two middle-aged uh, people, a middle-aged couple, um, comparing them holding a gun to the mob, breaking down the gate, going on private property, uh, shouting, you know, as they walked, they weren't just quietly walking by, minding their own business. They were shouting, and they were shouting, thre- shouting threats to them, to the McCloskeys, uh, menacing them, You can see this in the video. I mean, really, I mean, fortunately, there are videos for all these things. So that, um, you know, people, it's easier to get justice when there are videos to look at to see what really happened. So I think uh, circuit attorney, Kim Gardner, is uh, seeing what she wants to see. So I will pose the question to you again, are protesters terrorists? Peaceful protesters aren't, but protesters who break down gates and rob and pillage and uh, set fire to places, homes and, and uh, um, uh, stores and all of that, those are not peaceful protesters. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist.